podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're joined by our special guest. Yeah. Longtime friend, welcome, listener, you know what I mean? Supporter, all around good person. Gotta give you an intro. That's my homie. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, a lot of good conversations. One of the great ones. I, I appreciate you joining us today. We got Sharon Thompson with us. Hi. Thomas. Thomas. It's Thomas. Yo, the worst in. part is, is like, yo, I'm, I'm a little bit good. <laughs> Sharon Thomas with us today. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to hey. the show, Sharon. Thank How you, you doing? Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy uh, hitting on some of these topics with us today. I want to start out right now with a uh, with a little happy birthday shout out to my main man yeah. Kendrick Aramis yeah. Robertson. Yeah, yeah. He's made it a full year. Yeah, happy birthday, Kenny G. And being a proud parent, I want to make it about me. I was yeah. there every single day, nigga. <laughs> That's funny. Nigga. That's funny. I did that. I did that. I did that. Look how That's big that funny. nigga is. I mean, look how good that nigga stands. <laughs> look how he look, look how strong his teeth are, nigga. That nigga bites everything. <laughs> Yo, Proud you see, parent, you see the top part of his grill, it's coming in. It's beautiful. That's funny. Yo. Hey, if we're yeah, giving a birthday shout out though, we gotta give Miss Sharon and here also, a shout out. It's also Miss Sharon's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Two Aries in the house right Leo's. now. Leo's. See? It's okay. You guys are Yo, the niggas. Terrible. The Leo's. Terrible. We just, I know. I mean, niggas, we're just fucking up already, bro. Yeah, we over here talking about how good a friend is. Look, it's ridiculous. We need to start over. Bro, we put we put like one extra person. She was sitting in in the stew when we were over there taking shots. Yeah. We were saying shots, nigga. I need to catch up. I need to catch up. How are you not taking shots for the celebration? I need to catch up with you guys. I'm catching up. We're taking birthday shots for you. I'm about to start messing up names in a few minutes. Why got lying ass niggas in the studio yesterday? I'm fucking around. But yeah, man. Happy birthday to Kendrick, yeah, my little man. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's probably like one of my proudest things is being able to to break that that stereotype of like not being there. Like I was there every day. Yeah. Every single day for the first year and for the next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just taking it a year at a time. You know what I mean? Because before you know it, that nigga is going to be capable of doing shit on his own. And I'm not going to be there to watch his years happen. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's dope, man. Yeah. Nigga, you, you see something him. to look forward to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kennedy. You, know you know what I love is that his mother has been... And, and, and that's not to downplay the fact that his mother has been there every single day. Like powering through every single night yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yo, shout nigga, out to Carolina you know what the funny part is is like how proud I am of myself when nigga she's the one who has to wake up every three hours in the middle and of the night to feed him that's yeah. rough yeah <laughs> that's you know what I mean like that's if anyone rough. has a hard job like that's a hard job yeah. like my thing is is like I I, I wake up every four hours anyway mm-hmm. but knowing that like there's someone depending on me like that's a that's a burden, you know. What I mean? <laughs> she handles that shit like a champ. So shout out to Carolina. She does yeah. a great job as a mother. Shout you know what I mean. Carolina. And that's the celebration of his first year. Is really like the people who perpetuate his existence because he, right. it's a baby. That nigga didn't make it to the first year on his own. Yeah, you he sure as hell wasn't you. like I was carrying a coast on my back. No, I don't know, not, man. The baby did pretty good on his first year on his own. So yeah. your baby should pretty, be. Able yeah, you to. know what I mean. And he and he's. He's starting to get more independent, so I really appreciate him. Like he's a, yeah. he's a great baby. Like honestly, like woo. Yo, my talk man's about, be handling about, that like, walker. Making me shine. Like, <laughs> I think of being a good, ba- like a great, just baby in general. Like being good about stuff makes it makes me look great because people be like, "Wow, your baby's really happy." It's like, 
Yeah, nigga, pop my collar. Yeah, yeah. It's He's a really him, chill baby for it's sure. All, it's all everyone else. It's all <laughs> his mother, but it's all me just taking it yeah, out because I'm the one with the most. Good. It yeah. is. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. Happy Kendrick birthday, is Kendrick. very, very <laughs> anyway, chill. Okay, cool. That's funny. Um, I haven't watched shit. Like I've been real busy lately. You know what I mean between family stuff and. Nice. So forth. So I can't imagine you haven't watched much stuff between. I mean, we last. caught Train to Busan because she hadn't seen it. So, mm. so how did you like that? Let me kind of get your opinion. On it that? wasn't what I, I expected. Movie. I knew it was horror, but it catches you from the beginning. It was into, It was. I love that it was when we were talking about it. It was a, a, a zombie film with a lesson. Like you don't typically have Absolutely, a lesson baked in. It wasn't what? just blood and gore, but it was also about the parenthood and. Working towards because and it was almost a little too late, but that's the lesson that you learn is well, that you can't always. Well, it gave more relatable life lessons because a lot of actually, you know, I, I find that a lot of zombie movies today have a lesson, but the more of the lesson is like humans are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're very. They're, they're very either shallow or super so, esoteric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but right. Train to Busan had a more had had the complete opposite yeah. view of the zombie. It's like and and you're absolutely right. Actually, I didn't. Prior to you mentioning that, I hadn't really thought much, but it provides the opposite take. Like, if you have an individualistic take on the zombie apocalypse, you get a lot of what comes out of Western movies and media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Train to Busan was more about the necessity to find further solidarity in people. Not, not, oh, people are turning into zombies, so push them far away. (laughs) They're all turning into assholes. No. Train to Busan was like, yo, we need to rally together. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was when they decided to be assholes that that fucked over all the other survivors. That perspective changed, though. You know what I mean? Because I actually didn't see that at the beginning. That's that's a really good point. Mm But yeah, Train to Busan was my shit, bro. It's it's it super cool. dope. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like a lot of the characters in that were were atypical for sure. Yeah, Sharon is also super late, and we've been catching up on um, uh, Chappelle's show. So oh, come, but, but it it's not. timeless though. You, yeah. you can't be late. Yeah. It's timeless. I mean, like no one's. Oh, see- no. <laughs> But I started her off on season two because that's where like all the dope shit really, really happens. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I have to be honest, and I might be one of the few, but the first couple of episodes of the first season did not catch me, and that's why I couldn't keep on with it. Well, you you know what's funny? Honestly, you know what the problem is? Is that Chappelle's show didn't catch on because of black people. Tell me more. If the first couple... How did that show become one of the most popular shows in all of existence if the first couple episodes didn't catch you well it's because the first couple the show actually wasn't designed mostly for black people it it, because and 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 this is just my take this is just my hot take on the Chappelle show i love the Chappelle show i think it's hilarious but unfortunately what propelled uh, Chappelle's show to its its greatness what made it get numbers was that white people found it palatable and it was because Neil Brennan was mm-hmm. really, really good at at um, making fun of the the black experience in a way that was palatable to white people. And I've talked about this before. You you've heard me speak on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A number of times. But anyway, that's not my job. The soapbox. So, like, it was the second season. And, and, I, and, and, and based on my assessment, that is exactly what I would expect. 
And I hate to say it, but I think the second season has a lot more of the references that I've heard before I've ever even seen any of the episodes. Where it's because like, oh yeah. The first season was mostly Neil, and the second season was Chappelle, it was Dave realizing, holy shit, that's funny. We fucking caught on. Let me not let this get taken away from me. Let me exert my person. And and if you look at at from season two to the to the finale of that show, mm-hmm. it, it it's increasingly more. Dave realizing the reach and and scope of the show and the popularity of the show and him taking more and more control to the point where Comedy Central is like, if we don't take control of this from him, then we're not going to be able to push the image of black people that we want. Because the thing is, is like when you satire black culture, black people and white people receive it differently. True. Absolutely. Agreed. We just fundamentally receive it differently. And so... The Chappelle right. show was epitomizing that, and that's why I fucking give Chappelle the most, ut- the utmost of respect for understanding that, seeing that, and saying, you know what, I ain't your boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I ain't your boy. I I was doing this because it was funny, and it was a type of comedy that I let myself well to, and I was being able to be profitable with it at the same time as well as entertaining black people with the ancillary benefit of also appealing to the majority which is white people and so for a while he was able to maintain that but based on the interviews i get from dave and how he left that show there was a there was a there's a break point yeah for sure and 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 the the fact that there's a break break point means that he was always doing it with the better intention in mind Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I'm glad that, that that that's something that you've recently been experiencing because mm-hmm. I've I've had very strong feelings about how that went down and and your experience kind of ratifies what I was saying. But yeah, yeah. sorry, I totally interjected <laughs> into your experience. Go ahead, Kobe. <laughs> nigga, but if I'm shooting threes, nigga, what? <laughs> right, exactly. what do you want from me if I'm shooting you threes? Yeah. Of course, I'm gonna keep the ball. Yeah, yeah like so, I've been hearing that for years and had no mm-hmm. clue that came from the Chappelle show. Like to know that he, you know, put that out in the world. You yeah. have no clue how much, like, and, and not influential. just you. I don't, I don't say that to yeah. dis- dispatch your, no. your experience, but a lot of people have no clue how many references come directly from Chappelle show. No, yeah. no none. So when I was in basic training, people would always do the Rick James part, and that was before I'd seen Chappelle show. So everybody be like, "What iconic? What? Oh, oh the little John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, little John. And I was like, was... "What the fuck are y'all niggas talking?" And it wasn't funny to me, so it was even more grating on my mind that people were constantly Out of doing it. That is absolutely yeah. not funny. You feel me? <laughs> and, but it was like everybody was doing. That show took over the place in 0304, Man, it was crazy. Man, yeah, man, Dave Chappelle. But so okay, cool. So and, and so, how far have you gotten into it? I think we're on episode four or five of season two. Okay, so you're yeah. still early. You got mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing. thing. They have chubby. Actually, the seasons are packed, so you can go on for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. just saw the um the first uh, 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 E True Hollywood stories. The one Ooh, without Rick James. Rick James, James and Rick James. Yeah. Every single one of those was iconic. Literally to the point <laughs> where it brought Charlie Murphy. It, like yo and but killed R. Rick R. James Charlie Murphy R.I.P. Rick James too and yeah. R.I.P. to Rick James um man I'm so glad that Charlie Murphy profited so much from those me too yeah. I agree those episodes that was amazing he had an amazing third act because of that show third act nigga what yeah his third act was fantastic yo, black people are amazing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they really are there. 
You know what I mean? His characters on the Boondocks, him and Sam Jackson. Oh, bro. Ed and Jin Rummy. And his, like, yo, are we gonna just, like, not throw out his part on Black Jesus? Black Nigga, Jesus? Black, Black Jesus? That's my <laughs> shit, dog. Like, dude. And, and, Black and, Jesus and, is and wild, I son. Really, I'm really upset about the lack of, of promotion behind Black Jesus because of how many good actors were in it. Yeah. There were so many good actors in that show. Yeah, they had a strong cast. And yeah, show. That, that show is amazing. So watch Black Jesus. This is definitely not a paid promotion, but I <laughs> have no problem with promoting that for Frizzle. But yeah, um Yeah, right, Corey yeah. Holcomb, John Witherspoons, Angela Gibbs was R- on it, R- Charlie R- John Murphy. Witherspoon. That's damn, yeah, we lost a lot, crazy. A, lot a lot of greats. You're right, yeah. All right, damn. Yeah, yeah right, that cast cool. was strong for sure. Hey, have you heard um, Snoop's new song? I have not. I Nipsey did not know Blue. he made a new song. Bro, Nipsey Blue. It, it's a it's an R and B song. And then when I say R and B, when I it's a it's a it's a melodic song. Like it's not a rap song. Okay. But boy, I love that shit, bro. It's that sounds good. I'm gonna have to, to check Nipsey. that out. Yeah. Oh I'm my goodness! It's called, it's called Nipsey Blue. But man, like just it, it's very indicative of what I believe that. Nipsey at this point in his life would have would have enjoyed. It's such a it's a very mature song. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not a it's not a it's not a, like a a catchy song. It's not gonna not gonna like get the young people motivated to do wild oh, shit. Like that's right. not that kind of song. <laughs> it's it's a great that's tribute funny. to somebody who he clearly felt great about, he felt uh very strongly about and and he used amazing clips of him and Nipsey together throughout the video, mm. man, that shit was moving. Oh, I well, that's awesome! It. It's not. It didn't have to be something that was a club banger. It could be something he used to send out a message. But about. that's what I love. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not a kid no more, man. Like, right. in my older, speak it, to me. I really appreciate it, and it's so crazy. Like because of the youth centric uh, ideology of the of the music industry, everyone is like trying to appeal to young people so the 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 whole vibe is different yeah and so Lacking i substance. really appreciate when the gatekeepers because snoop i believe is one of those gatekeepers like last episode i was talking about royce was on a gate one of them gatekeepers mm-hmm. snoop is one of those gatekeepers yeah, that i believe sure. is actually Absolutely. doing a good job at his what he's supposed to be doing he's very vocal about and he engages and he engages everybody and all you know what i mean like he is a valid gatekeeper even and then guess what when he makes a mistake he talks on it like the mm-hmm. whole Gail King incident. Right. Like mm-hmm. Snoop is a Snoop is somebody who I just really appreciate as a human being. He's one yeah. of those people who we need to cherish. He's very multifaceted, mm-hmm. which is very Absolutely. rare for a celebrity. And this is and, and this is this, this this whole I brought this whole topic as a Nipsey tribute. I don't want to make this all about Snoop, but Snoop really like just stand up stand up dude status. You know what I mean? I really appreciate the music he's producing right now. The direction that he brings to the industry, the whole vibe, I think, is is, is well needed because there's tons yeah, of the other shit. Not to say the other shit is bad, but if there's no balance, the industry ain't good. Facts. Yeah, I'm gonna have to throw that into my um YouTube rotation real yeah, quick. Yeah, check it out. The video is amazing. Gotta Nipsey watch the video. Blue, yeah. That's one thing I yeah. loved about Nipsey videos is like, yo, you listen to Overtime and you listen to the clips of him speaking that they insert in that, and it's like. This is to live by shit. Like, you hear a lot of young niggas who listen to like, I live you're for this grew up shit. on 50 Cent and I grew up on DMX. 
And those those dudes don't think make music that is geared towards children. Mm, you can't listen no. to their music no. and really like, unless you have a good life experience, you'll never get their music. But Nipsey was giving gems mm-hmm, for all sure. throughout his music. Mm-hmm. That was one of that was one of my favorite parts about Nipsey is is that he was really good at the interlude, to adding the, that spoken word section to his song. That, that really gave it a message that really brought all of the raps to the message. You know what I mean? Like, that should, once again, Nipsey the Great. Nipsey <laughs> the Eternal. He was always working on the big picture, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Speaking of um, gatekeepers, I, I would consider Nas one of those gatekeepers these days. Yo, that's the name I And not that this while. is a music podcast, Nas but I'm going to do a little lyric breakdown because I think it was like, dissing Doja Cat. That's just, tell me more. That. Yeah, tell me more. Yo, What's I'm going sorry, on? I'm sorry, but like Nori put it best. It's like, yo, you showing feet in racist chat rooms? Yeah, that's. And it's so funny because a lot of niggas don't understand like the old schools, like showing feet. Like, <laughs> nigga, what? Yo, if you know old school women, showing your feet to a nigga is a thing. Like, they don't even walk with their toes out. Like, yo, you gotta respect the nigga to let him see your feet. You know what I mean? And for That's those who can't be in racist catch, chat rooms showing feet, yeah, I did not know that. I saw her showing a lot more than feet too. But she was yeah. giving up a show. And so Nas, Nas putting out a little dis, dis, dis uh, lyric towards Doja Cat is, and you know what I mean. It it, it kind of hit close to home because I I was very offended by her behavior and the and the fact that she doesn't see the problem with be, her behavior. And the fact that there is still a large constituent of people who support that behavior. I don't fuck with that. So I'm all with the dislurk sword. (laughs) But it was a simple one. He was like, I'm unapologetically black. uh, Pretty much the opposite of Doja Cat. (laughs) It it wasn't overly offensive. It wasn't abusive. Yeah, it was was just apropos. I like it. Fucking Nas. But Nas, uh, I, I brought him up as one of the gatekeepers. Like, his his uh production of mass appeal and and the media environment that they that they uh create as a juxtaposition to complex media i think is really good i think it's good for the culture and and i'm a huge fan of dj shadow G- dj shadow is one of the shadows lit artists yeah. and and he does amazing remixes on their channel and his combined work with with nas is stupid systematic is one of my jams like always mm-hmm. Definitely Classic. check that out, yo. Systematic with DJ Shadow and Nas. It's stupid. But yeah, I, I just thought that that was interesting because it's like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with calling people out for what they do. You don't got to be abusive. And it really wasn't abusive. Like, Is that one line? To right? say that, yeah, it was one line. It didn't call her out of her name. It was towards the point. It fit the verse. And I don't think it was, it was over. It wasn't overkill for, for, the, for okay. the situation. I thought it was catchy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like that new shit that um um J Cole was saying. I don't remember exactly some of the butcher which, the quote, but I'm not sure if it was in the song. But he said it's like we're gonna talk it out, but we're gonna be gentle with each other. Is what he was saying. Like, okay, uh, as far as like the um, but that's true. Like that's the thing is is like niggas have been hurt for so long that we don't allow each other to to address sensitive topics like. So because we don't have healthy social networks, and I'm not, I'm not overgeneralizing. I'm just saying, from my experience, and from my experience with most of my peers 
who are young black immigrant children or son or children of immigrants. Yeah. We don't have strong social networks. And so what ends up happening is, is that we're not used to letting people talk to us about things that we aren't particularly that, nice. that we're sensitive about. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, yes, I can 100 percent understand that attitude. There is a huge population of people who you want to insulate yourself from their opinions because they will not give you valid opinions on your life experience. <laughs> but that only is that has to exist in the 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 presence of you cultivating a small network of per people who you can personally speak to and with these great communication revolutions that we have it doesn't even have to be niggas that are near you like really the entire anybody who can touch you via the internet is part of of the applicable units of that of that social network but you gotta find people whose opinions who you trust who you let talk to you in a certain type of way because if only people talk to you in a way that you find comfortable yeah you'll probably never hear what you need to hear yeah that's how you end up like trump it's like literally 70 years of no one close to you who you respect speaking to you in a valid way no one's calling on your shit ever sometimes it's okay when the people close to you are critical of you it's like you know what i mean as long as they're not being like judgmental and like being unfair which happens sometimes but they gotta let people close to you yeah. Be analytical of you, like. Nah, I agree with that. If not, show. then you're gonna have a real hard time, like accepting other people's opinion of yeah. you. But um, yeah. It in in that going back to you that that reference that you just made. If that is the line of of thinking that you have, that you're going to be open to being, uh, to people being critical of you, it's good to be gentle in the exchange. And I think that that was the whole lesson of the exchange between No Name and J. Cole is please, like you're 100% right, but you're yelling at black men about patriarchy who are a subsection of society who have literally had the structure of black men raising their children attacked. That might not be what's happening here. You know what I mean? Be open, be gentle with each right. other because when you come at people like that, you comp- you trigger them. Yeah. The same completely way you were triggered when we do what we do. All right, completely dismissive of the environmental factors and everything else that contributed to how they got to that point. And you have to factor it. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody could be wrong without you hating them. Exactly. We disagree. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Or I made a mistake. Exactly. I made a mistake. I make a lot of motherfucking mistakes. You know what I mean? And and if people only hate you because of your mistakes now that's not to say that there's some mistakes that are super egregious genocide you know what i mean but like the type of mistakes that we're talking about aren't the type of mistakes that people should be like not forget you know what i mean not not open to moving past his exact quote was uh we may not agree with each other but we got to be gentle with each other there yo yo, j cole j cole's another one like he might not be a gatekeeper yet but he has established himself statistically money like mon- financially uh socially he i can't wait till he's he he gets the actual respect that he's due because definitely underrated yeah. j cole man like 
I just really appreciate the vibe he brings. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's non-judgmental, but at the same time, brings us to another level. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can ascend past the level that you were at without hating the people who are still there. Facts. And J. Cole, I think, is the embodiment of that. That's why I, I think, and, and it's funny because I think that most people who are fans of J. Cole might agree with that perception of him. And that's why they, they so vehemently... Uh, like turn on people who try to attack J. Cole it's like nah B. there's a lot of people out here right now who we can barely attack this but is this not, not dude. Right. he's engageable yeah. engage with him because if you don't nah, he's J. Cole got a does a lot of good that man. really appreciate what he's bringing to the to table yeah, right now J. Cole does a lot of good and not just for himself yeah man but uh what else been going on uh ugh. You know, it's interesting. Uh, have you seen the... So the NBA is performing in the bubble. So I've heard about this bubble thing, but I haven't quite seen it. So Disney... I, I believe in the two Disney resorts that exist in in Orlando and Irvine, California. Uh-huh. They're housing the, the players and they have an NBA court in which they are playing their games on. Okay. That's just from my okay. interpretation. I don't exactly, See, know exactly how it's going See, that's because in real life, I was thinking that there was like a, some sort of real bubble, and I was nah, like, what's well, happening? I mean, Disney I is a bubble, so technically. What's Disney, happening? Disney is a bubble. I, I mean, was like, I, I think it's a metaphorical bubble. Right. <laughs> what they're doing is, is that they're using the Disney resorts as a controlled environment that's to house That's smart. Okay. My thing is, is like, should they be selling, they, should they open up ticket sales to people who are willing to quarantine there for 14 days? So that they can attend games. That's kind of crazy. I feel like that's a good yeah, business a opportunity. That's a great, that's a yeah, great opportunity. Yeah, I feel like that's a good business that's, opportunity. That's yeah. what, that's, and that's the only thing I can't be mad at it. It sounds right. like a pretty lucrative opportunity. I feel it like, like that's great oppor- genius. From the consumer's point of view, if you're a fan, yeah. you're not losing. No one loses in that situation if you're willing no. to pay for it. Especially if you can cheaply the feed these you're people for the two weeks. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Um... I was, I was I was seeing people talk about like oh the uh, the 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 return of sports and how they can responsibly do it and I'm like fuck it but as someone who's not an avid sports fan it doesn't impact me none I could care less like most <laughs> most sports I believe un- unless they're they're being played in the, the end of the seasons isn't even it, the teams don't don't really perform. You know what I mean? So I'm not. If it ain't the playoff games, but they're not trying anyway. I think there's a large. Let me rephrase that. I think that there is a body of people who can afford to make that profitable. Who it probably might be in their best interest to to target. Because I listen. I know a lot of people who like. In the absence, in the in the in the presence of being able to work remotely, would be like, oh, so wait, I can just spend like thirty grand and work remotely from the Disney bubble, yep. and I just got to take my family all day. Sign me up. People who have our children are homeschooled. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't take for granted that the black experience is the minority experience. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are there is a relatively substantial portion of white people who can't afford and will take that. They'll just take it. They're like, oh, we'll cash in early on our retirement type shit. Shit that that. When's the last time you heard a black person say they only cash in on my retirement? 
You know what I mean? That like, would be lit. so I don't know. That might be that, a, that might be a thing. The NBA and Disney might might be able to to Work to make a subs- and not just that like substantially. I don't know if substantially, but well, the thing is, is like, can you imagine if all the fans were congregated in one of two two arenas in which they're actually playing in? It's not like there's fifty some odd places where people are playing, right? Right, right. right. There's only, there's only, I don't think that they're playing all over the country. They're just in those two places. That's crazy. I didn't know that. that then if you think about it, you can concentrate the fans. Yo, Man, yeah. This COVID-19 is a killer business strategy for fucking... Oh, it is. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like... Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you're correctly business-minded during this COVID shit, you can, you can take over. Work. Yeah. A lot of companies who've lost have found ways to recoup. You know, Walmart turned a lot of their parking lots into drive-in movie theaters. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know a that. Lot of, uh-huh. I know converted. a lot of them also made their parking lots on COVID testing centers. They, right. So they, they yeah, the Walmarts have been monitored. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. It's hard space. Rock, Yo, you need space? Oh, so I got hard space. Rock hard Rock did the same thing in down really? in Miami. They had a huge lot back well, there. They it, turned it into a drive-in movie theater. Oh, it's, okay. I thought yeah. you, you were saying they turned it into COVID testing. Oh, I knew no. The they didn't American care that. They wish. Kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, nah. They, didn't, they weren't that invested. No. We don't make money off of helping people. Absolutely not. No. Nah, <laughs> B. But yeah, nah, that's crazy. Um, let's move on into some so uh, oh actually no but real quick EA actually uh, ha- EA has established a new precedent and not in the good way for them <laughs> surprise, their shareholders surprise. were one of the first shareholders of a major AAA company to actually deny the 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 executive pay uh, that was proposed to the board. That pay must have been outrageous. Well, the problem is, is that it's it's becoming the the industry. I think that with with COVID nineteen, the industry's flaws are becoming <laughs> Yo, laid we can't bare. Justify pay you this much under these circumstances? Under, and he's, yo, they were asking for a twenty percent increase in their salaries during That's the funny. pandemic, yo. So guys, the CEOs uh, and, these, and then your know, shareholders are like, nah, B. <laughs> Maybe they're going a little too far. I nah, think they're B, mad with that. Greedy. <laughs> and so I just thought that was an interest. I thought you'd get a laugh out of that. Like, yo, that's nigga, it's very rare that someone is so greedy that yeah. an entire group of people are like, that was the first we thing. Can't support Wait, you like your shareholders you decided to tell group you no? Greedy ass niggas who are completely okay with making money off of doing nothing. Right. To say, hey, we don't support yeah. you making money off of doing That's nothing. That's insane. That's when your shareholders crazy. are like, nah, you're wilding. You're, you're, you're way beyond wilding at that point. Because shareholders A-OK everything as long as they can see a profit margin. You're doing the most. You feel me? That's pretty much. We're gonna have to that's basically what that. that they're saying with that shit. Yeah, you're that shit was crazy. But, I um. The chill. Yeah, we'll move on to that and to some social topics. Uh, dude, so Clay County, Florida. That's your people, Shout right? Shout out to no. Florida. <laughs> kind of. Nah, nah. Is that, oh, maybe like one county. Yeah. <laughs> no, Clay County, Florida. The, you remember that crazy sheriff who was talking about deputizing people to... Yes, to the vigilante sheriff. Yeah. yeah to shoot yeah. at protesters. That nigga just got... Uh, he, he... They just... I think it was the county or the state levied charges against him for setting up his mistress to, for, uh, to be arrested after his wife found out that he was uh 
was the, mis- cheating. the mistress was following him and she accused he accused her of stalking like at the last yeah. minute that's yeah <laughs> just talking about that last night that's that's Bro. pretty gangster Oh uh, no! So come on, dude! It's a black dude with a fucking yeah. top yeah, hat on. Hat. Oh come yeah. on, man! I think that we learned that from the other douchebag. I think he was from—I forgot where he was. Yeah, from. the bald dude. I think he's yeah, from Texas. Man. Black men in, in cowboy hats. Let me nah. tell you, just don't trust them. Hell, the moment I saw the picture, them. I was like, don't yeah. trust them. I googled my nigga. I saw the, the Google images yeah. picture. I'm like, mm. that's what I'm saying, man. Mm. Like, yo, and you live in Florida. Mm. Anybody the northern part in Florida so deserves sweet. to be discriminated against. No, I'm joking. Because <laughs> you are cold as ice. <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. I thought that that was, a, that was an interesting one. Hey, um, I'm being stalked by some random bitch. Hey, they never gonna find out this shit. Perfect <laughs> crime. So did you hear this bullshit? Um, so you remember a couple episodes back, I was talking about uh, Benjamin Crump. He's the attorney for several of the yes. families of the civil rights yeah. case going down right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, um, and I can't remember the third one off the top of my head. But there, he's um, Ahmad. I, is it I, Ahmad? Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he recently met with the Kentucky DA, district attorney, in reference to what's going to happen to these officers who committed this murder and it sucks because when i first addressed this topic when i was writing it down and getting everything ready for the show it was like it was hopeful it was like good it that's a, like that's a pretty big step sitting down with the district attorney is something that you know if your case makes it to that point that means that you have something to talk about but of course you know a few days later right before you know what i mean we came in here to court it, it the results of said conversation were less than encouraging, even though, and, and it sucks because you see the response from the family. Her, uh, Brianna Taylor's family is still hugely hopeful, and I don't know if it's a, a byproduct of them wanting to project their positivity onto the situation in hopes that it will end up positively, but um, they seem like they're still they're they're still hoping for justice to be served. Yeah. But I just I don't feel like this DA is 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 willing to move and 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 it's Kentucky. I mean it's Kentucky, man. Yeah. That's a real like, that's a tough one. Like I'm like whoa, you're gonna get the Kentucky DA to side against the police department. And so, you know, I really I'm really hoping that something positive comes of that whole interaction but it doesn't seem like it doesn't much. look good yeah the fact that it's dragged on arrest the months. fucking killers of brianna taylor yeah. i just don't yeah. understand what's so hard to understand about this yeah. like this there's nothing and and then you got that fucking shit bag lw jw luke whatever his shit his fucking <laughs> name is. Not, i don't want to give him any clout but like he's uh, over here talking about like you know on on, on his social media how Oh, she oh, was the shitty affiliated producer dude. with the. I'm sorry. Yeah, the shitty the producer shitty, dude. Fuck that he, guy. She was affiliated with 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 X Y Z and blah blah blah. And it's like, listen, there is no justification. Hell no. For the police to barge into the the wrong home, initiate a gunfight. If you barge into a a home unannounced and with no reason, and the home owner or someone who they've invited to stay there with them shoots at you. That's you initiate that. that shit. Yeah. That's your bad. If the sure. police initiate an aggressive encounter with someone, 
and 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 fail to to preserve the life of that person, they should get in trouble. There's no there's no there's nothing that she could have done that makes irrelevant that fact. And so facts, yeah. It just blows my mind. Like, why is there so much of a holdup in the apprehension of the people who murdered her? And and and, and I think that the the clear answer is the obvious answer. Occam's razor in this case is that Kentucky's okay with what happened. Absolutely. Either that, it's or they not were a doing bug. Some it's a feature. It was shit. working as intended. The rest of us might not feel. And that's one thing that I always remind black people to be mindful of. Remember. We are the minority because something doesn't appeal to us doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it don't appeal that it's to going <laughs> to mobilize enough people to get it changed yeah. in a democratic society. Right. The fact that there was a law, wasn't there a law changed in her honor? The fact that there was yeah, a change but it, was a, it wasn't even changed. Policy. It, was a, it was a policy it's that a, they decided, hey, maybe we should put a law to enforce. A, right, a policy, right. So nothing changed. Nothing changed because they shouldn't have been doing what they did in the first place. You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? That's just crazy. But you know what I mean? Like, we always have to keep very firmly in mind that what we want is not always in line with what the majority of America wants. Especially when we establish that we live in a racist country. You know what I mean? Like, that's just one thing you can't convince me of at this moment in history. Maybe one day this won't be a racist country. I'm just saying that right now it is. It's possible for it not to be a racist country. I'm not saying that we can't move move, move into a greater era. But all I'm saying is is that we they've yet to address the racist yeah. core of the country. So, no. yeah. If at any point you didn't think it was real, you're just being... Be, and, and then that's the thing is, is that it raises its head in this very situation because if this was a white person, this mm-hmm. would not be a situation. <laughs> <laughs> they would have Fuck definitely apprehended life. these people already. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, what else been going on? Um, man, what's been going on in Chicago, bro? It's been a real upheaval lately. Like, there's been a, a lot of high-profile deaths, just yeah, a lot of bystander deaths. Yeah, It's been really rough, you know? But it's a shame because that is the ugly face of America that needs to be expressed. And I, I shouldn't say needs to be expressed, but when there's so little change over a long period of time and both sides of the political spectrum responsible for trying to you know assuage the social uh injustices with bureaucratic you know policy when both sides of that have decided that the people are are fundamentally flawed in the problem cuz whether you're democratic mayor uh Lori Lightfoot or whether you're any re- Republican, uh, because Detroit is largely controlled by Democrats. There's no Republican power there. But both sides of that argument are are putting the blame squarely on the people and not on the, people the fact that the, the environment was created by people who were not the ones who are forced to live in it right now. And so, like... I really feel bad for Chicago, but that's unfortunately it has, we have to see things like that happen 
And it scares me that we need to see more cities devolve like that before people start fundamentally challenging the system that allows entire metropolitan areas to devolve into that kind of violence. And the worst part is, is that it's not citywide. It's not like it is unsolvable. It's not like it's unaddressable. Nobody is willing to address it in an effective way. Nobody is willing to break lockstep with the bullshit policies and, 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 and politicians that have perpetuated the, the very problem to say, hey, you know what? There is absolutely free market. And, and I'm not a free market capitalist guy. But there is absolutely, in this environment, uh, avenues to make the situation better without having to go through the political spectrum. So, And to me, that's a major indictment on the system. Chicago is a major indictment on the system, not to the impoverished people who are doing what they do. For whatever reason, whether it's ignorance... Whether it's malnutrition, whether it's just boredom, I don't give a fuck what the reason, because there's no good reason to, to do what they're doing, but that is a symptom. Right. It's not the problem. The problem is you got shitheads fucking at the top, and I and I hate to talk about Lori Lightfoot like that. <laughs> I don't mean to, discur- to, to disparage a black woman. Um... But she's just doing such a terrible job. She's giving credence to all of the fucking Republicans who talk about, look at the liberal cities in decline. It's like, guys, because even if you fail, and that's one thing that I've learned through life. That's me personally. Me personally, one thing I've learned in life is that if you fail doing the right thing, it's oh fucking K. Okay. You can fail doing the right thing in this society and it's it shouldn't discourage you from what you did. It it's you're rolling the dice. We all gamble. Some people gamble on the lotto. Some people gamble at the hard rock. Some people gamble with being a good person. Some people just gamble and say, <laughs> That's you a know dangerous what? Game. Yeah. I'm going to try to do this the right way. And fuck. Sometimes it costs. Maybe it maybe I'll be successful and people will it'll catch hold and people will really appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. Maybe it won't. But it's just gambling all the same. So there's no reason not to do it. Because guess what? Doing it the wrong way and, and, and perpetuating the shit doesn't it, it doesn't provide you an increased it's gambling as well. Being an asshole is also gambling that you don't get fucking clapped <laughs> for being a shitbag. Even Jeffrey Epstein got got. That nigga did yeah, not my fucking commit suicide. It catches up. No. Even Jeffrey Epstein got got, nigga. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Nah, no know. one's untouchable. Oh, I say all of that to say, like, Chicago is is indicative of the necessity for revolution. This is what it looks like when 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 cities are so poorly run that the only valid... Uh, uh, the only valid remedy for the situation is to is to com- revolution the complete change of the system because the current system just is ineffective at large. The only thing it's good at doing is is sending the the wealth that was the met- the Detroit metropolitan area out of the city. 
Because don't forget, Detroit was an amazingly prosperous city at one point in time. Detroit Motor City, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Motown. What happened? You know what I mean? And and and, and I don't Strip think it's because the artistic value left. I don't think it's because the productive value left. I think that it's because the society decided that that is ripe for resource extraction. Mm-hmm. And they just never stopped. And that that's the cannibalistic that's the cannibalistic nature of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Capitalism built that city up to be great. Capitalism ate that city alive when it got fat enough. Well, that's the thing with capitalism. I feel like that's from the jump. Capitalism, capitalism is always selling you destruction. It just sells it to you in a way that's most palatable to you. That oh, makes you, you forget the fact that you're destroying shit in the process. But no matter what it now. is. It's you're destroying something in order to make it, and, with, and it tries to, to mask it with charity. Mm-hmm. You know you what I mean? Me? Like you're supporting Starbucks, which is probably a negative corporation, but they donate to 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 to, to free trade coffee producers. So you're not doing bad, right? You're doing good while you're doing bad, and you're getting coffee. I mean, come on, why not? It's like no, creating that kind of environment or that kind of uh, moral decision, I think, is 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 corrosive over time. Absolutely. But yeah, on to some political shit. What's been going on in the political sphere? Um, Man, have you seen the Republicans' lame-ass attacks on Kamala Harris? <laughs> Bro, these niggas are... Was it? Someone, bad. Yeah, someone was saying you, about Aunt Jemima, made a comment saying Joe, Joe Biden chose Aunt Jemima to uh, be his VP. Oh, I didn't see Yeah, it. Wow. turned into a big deal. Aunt I have to figure out the name. Like I got to get the name. Pretty, that was pretty yeah. sad. Uh, I was referring to Mike Pence talking about uh, Kamala Harris and talking about how Kamala, Kamala Harris is, will, 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 will uh, restrict America's meat. <laughs> Kamala Harris will 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 cause Americans to not be able to consume as much red meat. Uh, now, mind you, this is completely factless and baseless. Hey, shut the fuck up, Mike Pence. You're not even allowed to talk to women. The fuck well, is he talking about? I was about? like, man, do not send Mike Pence out on attack fucking runs because oh, boy, does he not fucking oh, do the trick. But She's gonna run like, roughshod like, across the mall, man. Yeah. Of all the things you can attack Kamala Harris on, you're gonna attack her on her bad meat. On her position, the on list is short. Mind you, she's she's half fucking Indian American, which means that the probability was that she was raised with some Hindu values. Yeah, which means that she probably doesn't eat beef. Yeah, which reverence is, to, towards cows. You know, like that's the least of your worries. Like that's funny. the fact that she doesn't like beef or or a lot of red meat. It probably has, that has nothing to do with I feel her, like her legislative background. That speaks volumes to his base that he's talking to. The, if the, that's okay, the that's angle going he's going from. Thing. God damn! But I think that ultimately, those the poor attacks that the Republicans are making on Biden and and, and Kamala Harris, I think reflect more negatively yeah. on their base because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they're saying these things based off of market research yeah and, what and, they think and, will be effective and, and political political research that's been done to 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 say what attacks are going to land the most effectively with your base versus the people who, who uh who you're uh who you're opposed against and th- they somehow came to the conclusion that 
She's anti-red meat. <laughs> that's the rule. That's, way. Wow. So I think no, that says no more goal. about how stupid the fucking people who support That was your them argument, are. right? But that's what, no that's woman that's what the take research away my comes beef. back and says. Get the fuck that out was, of my face. <laughs> Of all the things we could care about. Beef is a sacred American treasure. Ain't nobody going to take away my beef. So it's Mayor Barry Presgraves of Virginia. Everyone's calling for his resignation after he he said Joe Biden picked on Jemima as his VP. Why? Yo, niggas are fucking Yo. rude. The, the I, mean, okay. I don't even know if that's racist, but I'm going to be rude. honest. I'm going to be honest. I would well, no, love for him to lose that, his well, job over an Aunt Jemima content. The confidence yeah. to be able to deliver that. And you you have that much I, of a public platform. I don't want to objectify Aunt Jemima as a successful black black woman. And so I'm not going to say it's racist <laughs> to, to, to relate her. I think that the, the implication that the VP nomination, the woman that the VP nomination goes to is relegated to the point of a, of a, of a brand mascot. Yeah. That's the fucking rate. That's the yeah. racist part. Yeah. That's the racist part. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna downplay Aunt Jemima as a black image. Nah, it'll be fucking but lit if he lost his he job over this. That though. the VP of our country or uh, the VP nomination as a black woman is nothing more than a brand ambassador. <laughs> That's some rude shit, my nigga. If it's any consolation, he's already issued his apology. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. Yeah, yo, yo, that turnaround is wild fast, bro. Turnaround time is shortening. God damn. I don't accept many apologies. No, like, at I, this I, point, I, once the once the, the comment comes out, I'm already not accepting of the apology oh, yeah, before the sure. apology is. Well, the you know what it is. Sure, yeah. is Comment, it's too when I say wild I'm not accepting of apology, it's not because I'm not open to accepting apologies. That so few apologies are actually genuine. No. I just yep. you I meant what you said. I'll listen. Maybe yo, maybe he came back and said, "You know what? I was 100 percent wrong. I'm taking all of my money, and I'm and I'm supporting black candidates, and I'm changing my affiliation. I'm going anti-Trump. Like, may, if that was part of his apology, that'd be one thing. But we all know that's not what he said. Right? You you, you said how you felt. Here. You said how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, meant and you, it. And you kind of backtracked because you're right. a pussy ass nigga. Exactly. And no, nobody give a shit about no, your apology. Like, not at all. I apologize. I'm taking all my money <laughs> out of Aunt Jemima's stock. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Niggas are just rude. It's a problem. But yeah, you know, and that's not to say that I don't have my own issue with, with Kamala Harris. It, She's not but you know, it's, you know what my major issue with Kamala Harris is, is that it's not even directly with her because I support her as a black woman. But she's so indicative of, of America's overall goal to just ignore culture. As if culture doesn't inform how you were raised the basis now that's not to say that you're 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 strictly bound by your culture but most decisions are binary binary based in your culture either you accept the cultural practice and you go down that path or you reject the cultural reference and you don't go down that path it's not and so understanding someone's culture is very indicative of understanding who they are and how they will move forward and how someone like a black woman could support the kind of fucking bullshit policy that Kamala Harris has. And there's an <laughs> overall agenda in America to ignore culture because it's advantageous to white people for us to ignore their culture of racism historically, uh, uh, materially, uh, uh, and most prevalently through their degradation of the black community and their destruction and continued destruction of the black community 
let's not ignore culture. Culture is important. Mm-hmm. Culture is super important in understanding who someone is. And so let's not let their overall desire to ignore her culture and how she was raised to make her overwhelmingly acceptable to black people. Because I promise you, like you know a ton of Jamaicans and and and, and not just Jamaicans. I don't know many even Haitian Americans who are taught to identify as African American. Not at all. The Haitian, well, and and and, and Haitian, and, and I find it particularly poignant in the Haitian community because they have such a strong history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Haitians were the ones who initiated yep. liberation of the right. Caribbean. Right. They were they the first off. ones to sh- to shake off colonial bondage. Right. So you know what I mean? Like Haitians, they do not accept the kind of passive route that American slavery kind of was legislated out of out of existence to the point where it took two and a half years for slaves in Texas to even know that they were free right the process there wasn't a process you know what I mean and Haitians don't play that shit like oh word (laughs) today 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 this day we all free we get all our niggas right and so you know what I mean it's just a certain cultural pride that is taught to people for do black people who come from outside of America and because African Americans have had that stripped from them, they don't even recognize how how just fundamentally uh dismissive it is to 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 shed your your culture the way that Kamala has to say that I'm black because I went to an HBCU, which we all know is the minority black experience. The vast majority of right. black people did not go to HBCUs, right. nor did they go to college. And that's not through their own fault. It's through the design of our society. And so knowing that that is the minority experience through no fault of the people's own, to, 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 it's, it's, only, it's only compelling to white people that mm. she is black because of her cultural uh, 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 immersion in the HBCU lifestyle. You know what I mean, and so that that that's that's my problem. But fuck the Republicans for missing all of that nuance to say she's gonna come for your red, red meat. meat. Come on, get your hands <laughs> off our meat. Get your hands off our meat, Kamala. Our and it was just then Kamala's a meat snatcher. And and and, and, and the, the 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 irony of Mike Pence saying that and just not even realizing, you know what I mean, the vernacular he's using. Like, do you do you not hear yourself? That's just crazy. But yeah, our political scene is a fucking. Yo, Mike hot Pence mess. is wild, creepy, son. That nigga looks like a robot race bandit from fucking. Yo, Johnny he doesn't look a lot like race bandit. Yeah. But yeah, man. I just want to wrap up like, yo, the, it's very clear that the. Uh, that Trump is. It, it's sad that. I honestly believe that he could legitimately win if he didn't actually try to steal the election but his attack on the postal service my nigga's going in his swift his, his thorough uh, kind of strategy driven attacks against biden and kamala uh a, lo- hit or miss. a lot of his movements are the movements of somebody who genuinely 
doesn't believe that they have the plurality of the vote of the vote, which is wild mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. I believe that he actually has the plurality of the vote, but his his movements are definitely like somebody who's strategizing for a uh, the worst uh, case scenario. The worst case scenario, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And man, I am. Oh, if you ever ever want to know whether a politician is full of shit or not. Ask them their view of the Postal Service. <laughs> the Postal Service is the literally only nationally functioning institution in our government, mind you. It is the only profitable institution in our government, mind you, outside of the military. And the fact that so many of our politicians attack it as if it is... Yeah. Somehow poorly run because it's also an un- un- well now it's poorly run because uh, Trump's guy is in, yeah. in power. <laughs> right, the post office was very well run, but yes, yeah, yeah. no, it's because it's an it's an unbiased institution and Absolutely. it can't be bought. It empowers and people, mm-hmm. and and not for nothing, it empowers the people to to send things that you know they they might want to scrutinize more, but because <laughs> of the policies of the of the postal service. It allows people to send parcels to each other in, in, a, in a fashion that isn't scrutinized in the same way that a, a private company would. And so they attack them. But that's not even the main thing. Like, it's so clear that he is attacking the, the Postal Service because of their role in distributing yeah. um, uh, ballots and also uh, coordinating ballot retrieval back to a federal institution like it's so clear that that's his problem it's like bro how could that be your problem <laughs> like i'm sitting here talking about how in, how techn- technologically re- we are ready for a national blockchain based voting system which allows you to vote from your phone i'm sitting here talking and they're attacking the most fundamental <laughs> way in which to distribute paper ballots and votes <laughs> the ones that's the most easily not only, not only, not only uh, 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 administrated, but the one that most already has the most infrastructure built throughout the country. Like it doesn't even make right. like the fact that that's what they're attacking. It's like, yo, if you're a Republican, dude, just shut the fuck up these days. Like you're just <laughs> trash. Because like the thing is, is like I totally get being anti-Democrat. Democrats are also very trash, but at least they they have some semblance of how government works. They'll keep institutions running. They'll keep the Republicans are attacking the fundamental institutions that keep this country going. Mm-hmm. Like they really do want to destroy this country. Mm-hmm. Education like, is and, fucked, and, and that just shows how fucking ridiculously trashed the Democrats are. Because in the face of a enemy that will literally destroy the foundation of what you are working in, you choose to 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 nominate the most milk toast. Run of the mill, <laughs> keep it the same. Fucking love that do word. Nothing, fucking ticket. Milk toast. In a fucking environment when we need, we we need pervasive and overwhelming mm-hmm. police reform. Right. You fucking nominate the top cop. Like I just that to me is an indictment on the system. And I and I hate to keep coming back to that, but it's such an indictment on the system. Like that shit is. That's that, that's utterly crazy to me that that we we still abide by a system that will cannibalize 
the the fundamental institutions that keep our every life going. Like the postal service is super fucking important. Like, yes, maybe as a poor black person, you might not relate to that because you don't care about the things that come through the mail. But trust me, the postal service is very important. They yes. provide a lot of ancillary services that 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 you should learn to utilize and respect because if you did it'd probably make your life easier as well as making your community better because a strong postal service can definitely lead to a lot of other other federal funds coming to your community the postal service just like libraries libraries are 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 a a conduit for federal funds you know what i mean and and you know i guess i only learned that through utilizing these resources in white neighborhoods because white people utilize them right working at uh working in Powell's Verde said a library is was was probably one of the most informative things I ever did I hated it <laughs> I loved what I did but I hated the people who I did it for because they were the most least deserving people of us all but yeah all right We'll go ahead and wrap on that. I hope you guys had a good time. Thank you for you joining did. us, Sharon. Thanks for having you me. You the MVP. It was a great time. I had fun with you guys. Thanks for stopping by, for sure. For that sure. was awesome. So, yeah, follow us on the social medias uh, Instagram, Heron, at Heron's Home Podcast. At Rico underscore G Sound. And I'll leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So, learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thank you for joining us. Happy birthday, Kenny. Woo! Take it easy.